It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On MLB, your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Locked On Podcasting Network, your team every day. This is the daily podcast where we cover all of Major League Baseball, and I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. You can follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown MLB, and you can follow me at Sully Baseball and on Instagram at Sully Baseball Podcast. You can get this show on the brand new podcasting app, Himalaya, as well as Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Papa. You know where to get podcasts. You're listening to one right now. You can listen to the show directly from the website Lockdown MLB. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On MLB. Then both hands on the wheel, no texting while you're driving. Thank you. Want to just sort of clear my conscience there. Hey. Check out all the other shows on Lockdown Podcast Network and hear local experts break down your team in depth. It truly is your team every day. Today is May 2nd, 2019, and I'm going to play part two of my conversation with the great Dale Murphy, two-time MVP, face of the Atlanta Braves, number retired by the Atlanta Braves, and one of the great all-stars of the 1980s. We associate him with Atlanta, but he is indeed from Portland, Oregon. And we had in our conversation where we talked about his memories with the Braves, we also talked about how he believes that Portland, Oregon can support a Major League Baseball franchise, as baseball will probably expand sometime in the next decade or so. So, please enjoy part two of my conversation with Dale Murphy. I want to ask you about Portland baseball. You're a native of yeah. Portland. You're um, you you live you live full time in Utah now, or like where? Yeah, I'm in Utah full time. Okay, tell me your thoughts on uh, the Portland baseball and whether or not you think it could actually work and succeed there. Yeah, I think it's going to happen. Uh, timing, not sure. You know, Rob Manfred has talked about expanding. I think that's going to happen within you know, 10 years. Yeah. We got two clubs that I think everybody recognizes are really in a, in a situation that needs to be evaluated, Tampa Bay and Oakland. Right. Trying to figure out their stadium situations. Um, but they have been there a long time, especially Oakland, obviously. Um, and baseball's very hesitant to move teams, um, which is good for communities. They don't, uh, you know, pull up stakes and go somewhere else. Uh, Rob Manfred is going to give those two organizations every possible chance uh, to work something out. But having said that, you, if you want a team, uh, you have to be very well funded, very well organized. And the Portland Diamond Project, as they call themselves, are, are and which I am happy to be a part of, um, but not an everyday participant, but as a as a consultant and as a, uh, you know, a, a native of Portland, they are very well organized. It is, it's Portland is ready for a team. The market can handle it. And um, they've proven such a loyalty to their sports team teams that I think is probably almost unmatched. Uh, soccer sells out every game, 30,000. 
the Blazers are legendary as far as their sellouts are mm-hmm. concerned and fan support. Uh, Portland supports women's soccer, a professional soccer team like no other uh, uh, city in the country. They sell out 12,000 tickets. Um, and the time is right because no longer do we need to build 50,000-seat stadiums. Mm-hmm. It'll be a 30,000-seat stadium with a mixed-use development right on the river. And uh, the commissioner has already said that he really likes what Portland is doing. That doesn't mean anything except that if you're not ready – oh, and they also have land on the river. Uh, they, they're, they're just ready to go. It's a tremendous uh, sports-oriented part of the country with Nike. Under Armour's got a, a presence there. Columbia, a lot of big corporate sponsors available in state-of-the-art stadium that I guarantee you, <clears throat> if and when it happens, there will be no stadium like it um, anywhere. It'll be beautiful uh, with a retractable uh, roof, uh, unlike any of the other retractable roofs because – uh, roofs because as you sit in the stands the the roof will be behind you so there will be no roof visible uh as you're watching the game if it's pulled back and you'll have a beautiful view of downtown uh, portland and mount hood and so personally i'm really excited and i think it's going to happen timing wise that's a little tricky to to figure out probably best case scenario three years if if one of those teams, Oakland or Tampa Bay, don't get things worked out, that the does that, first of all, this is one reason why you are an MVP is because I had about nine questions I wanted to ask you, and in that answer, I think you answered seven of them. Just <laughs> I just kind of check her. Don't need to ask that. Don't need to ask that. Don't need to ask that. Uh, so I was a, like, man, that is a that is a professional answer right there. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you. But uh, I. I I've only seen, I know about the Portland Diamond Project. I follow them as well uh, on, on social media and everything. And I've seen some of the etchings of the proposed stadium that you were mentioning. I had no idea about this uh, invisible retractable roof you're talking about. That sounds, that sounds unbelievable. That, that, because my problem with any retractable roof stadium is just that. It distracts from the experience of the game. And so if you could get all of the yeah. beauty of Portland and not, have, and not be rained on, uh, you know, be able to pull a roof over when need be, I think that's, that would be an incredible uh, – is, is the etchies, are these, are these seen on the Portland Diamond uh, Project uh, website? Yeah. Yeah, you can you can see it, um, and it's also because of the size of the stadium. Mm-hmm. If you're going twenty five thousand to thirty thousand, uh, you'll notice that there it will not wrap around the whole field. The the bulk of the seats will be between first from first base back. Uh, from just you can kind of tell it'll go from first base to home to third base. It'll wrap around that way. And so the upper decks will be behind home plate and a little down the first baseline. But there won't – there will be a few outfield seats, but it won't be – remember, it's only going to be 25,000 expandable mm-hmm. to 30. So the size of the stadium they're trying to figure out, and, you know, nothing is totally final, but you can see the retractable 
roof uh, pulled away. It'll be behind the stadium. And I think it's going to just be iconic. And there'll be, of course, there'll be fir trees out in the outfield. And you'll know as soon as you see it on TV that you're in Portland. Yeah. And I might say Portland is really proud of their their food culture. And the food will (laughs) – they promise to put on a show. Uh, right. Local vendors like no other stadium uh, can provide, and it'll have a Portland feel. And and uh, you know, and I'll just make this one observation: if it happens, I'm pretty sure they're going to realign. Mm-hmm. Uh, the commissioners talked about that as well. I think that the future of baseball is realignment, uh, maybe um, without American and National League. Uh, you know, there'll be a West Coast conference, things like that, uh, with Seattle, Portland, Oakland. Well, let's say Oakland's not there. Seattle, Portland, San Francisco, L.A., Anaheim, San Diego, things like that. Uh, and then a Central and then an East. Uh, they're, they've talked about that. And I think if Portland gets the team, that's – I think that's going to happen eventually. Yeah, that may, be, that may be the way to go there. It's surprising that, you know – this is a different situation than it was like in, in 93 and 98 when they did the previous two expansions, when they went into Denver and Miami and Tampa and Phoenix. I don't remember Portland being much of a big player in terms of those expansion years. Yeah, they weren't. Well, there wasn't time for the, you know, the money probably wasn't available. The market probably would not um, – wow the commissioner like it does now it's 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 already in the i can't remember a top 12 if you put a team right there of markets um it's grown and and the other advantage again is stadium size uh just you know one of the big efforts of the architect with uh that's doing the portland uh project which is populous one of their big projects now is taking seats out of stadiums um so that's (laughs) both in football and, and baseball. So that's not necessarily good, but these stadiums are too big. Yeah. So uh, you can, you can go smaller and, and, you know, you can support a team 25,000 a night for 81 days. You can do it and have concerts all, you know, when they're winter and probably a football game or two. The, the main thing to do is to see what the Braves did at SunTrust Park with the mixed use facility, uh, the battery, but, but uh, even the Braves ballpark now, SunTrust, is 40,000 people. And, you know, uh, I'm wondering if they even wish that was a little smaller. But, no, uh, you know, 20 years ago, Portland wasn't in the running. But I think they are now. I mean, I know they are now. Uh, I'm sure they'll have some competition. Probably Vegas will pop up because there's a lot of money in Vegas. So uh, we'll see. Okay, we're taking a quick break to remind you can get this show every day if you subscribe to Locked on MLB on the new Himalaya podcast app. In an ever-expanding podcast world, you need Himalaya with its personally curated playlists and new features every day. Make sure to download Himalaya on your app store and subscribe to Locked on MLB. Let's pay a few bills. Let me also say this. Hiring used to be hard, and getting a job used to be hard. If you were trying to get someone to your company, 
there's all these resumes you have to sift through. And if you're trying to get your resume seen by the right people, you might as well make a, your resume into a paper airplane and throw it into the Pacific Ocean. You have multiple job sites, stacks of resume, confusing review process. But today, hiring can be easy, and you only have to go to one place to get it done, and that is ZipRecruiter.com slash LockedOn. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards. They don't stop there with their powerful matching technology. ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply to your job. And that works great on both sides, is if you're trying to find the right job, ZipRecruiter sends you reminders, hey, we think you're a good match for this. You may not have known this. Come on, Sully, send your resume. There's a job in Tacoma just waiting for you. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one, spotlights the top candidates, so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. And guess what? My listeners, yes, my, you're my listeners. So you listen to Sully when I talk to you. My listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free. You can afford that. You don't have to check your available balance. You've got enough money because we're saying it's for free at this exclusive web address, which is ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. ZipRecruiter. Do you know what it is? It's the smartest way to hire. This episode is brought to you by the 2020 Lexus RCF Track Edition. Do you hear that? That's the sound of the Michelin Pilot Sport 4S tires engineered for the RCF Track Edition. Designed with a specific tread pattern and profile shape to maximize cornering. A 472 horsepower, naturally aspirated V8 engine capable of 0 to 60 in a staggering 3.96 seconds. And yes, the only car in its class with a titanium exhaust. We didn't settle for just a performance car. We demanded exhilaration with elegance, crafting the all-new 2020 Lexus RCF Track Edition. Experience amazing. Visit Lexus.com to learn more. Michelin and Pilot Sport are registered trademarks of Michelin North America Incorporated. Ratings achieved using the required premium unleaded gasoline with an octane rating of 91 or higher. If premium fuel is not used, performance will decrease. AMCI testing certified 2020 RCF Track Edition versus 2018-2019 competitors. Information from manufacturer's websites as of December 4th, 2018. Well, I hope it is Portland because it would give me another excuse to go up there. Uh, I just, well, it's a great city. It really is. And, uh, uh, you know, one thing people always think about the rain, um, Portland would not be the rainiest city in the major leagues if they had a major league team. Well, that'd be Seattle, right? Yeah, well, the, the, what people don't realize is in the South, there's a lot of rain. That's you know, that's true. West, you know, in the spring and the fall, yeah, there's times where it's still raining up there, but we have long, dry summer months, and uh, you know, it 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 would not be the wettest ball, the wettest uh, field in in the uh, in the uh, in, in Major League Baseball. A lot of people just assume it. Well, you got to have a covered, you know, they only need a covered 
field for the spring and the playoffs. Otherwise, it's, it's beautiful summer nights there. Do you want? Know it's funny. I worked on. A, I don't know if you. I worked on a TV show called Axemen, where it's basically loggers cutting down trees. And yeah, um, I I was a proud producer on that show, and uh, I spent a summer where we were somewhere somewhere in the woods in Oregon with a bunch of loggers <laughs> cutting trees down. And the hotel they had me staying at was in Hillsborough. And of course, the year after I was there they put a minor league team in Hillsboro, which got me so yeah. angry because I could have all those nights I had free. I could have gone see a hops game, but I used, there was a train that went right from Hillsboro right into Portland. Um, and I'm every weekend I had that summer was free. I mean, I worked like crazy during the week, but the weekends were all free. And so I uh, spent every weekend in Portland. And now that you're mentioning that, cause I was there in July and August I mean, it rained a few times, but no more than it would in Boston, no more than it would in Chicago. I mean, it was, it wasn't like, it wasn't like I was in the middle of the Amazon with it raining, you know, it was, it was most of the times it was just really pleasant, dry summer. Yeah, it, it is in the summer. I mean, I grew up there, played ball in the summer there and you know, we got rained out in the spring when yeah. I played ball there and that's a problem, but it, it you know, I played in the South and, you know, we'd have rain every evening almost, it seemed like. Uh, uh, you know, you get those hot summer humid nights, obviously, not every night, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, oh, I'll and, say every night. I worked a summer yeah. in Florida and you could yeah. set your watch at four. Yeah, no, you're right. We were shooting and we had to say, we put in the schedule, break at four o'clock for thunderstorm. Yeah. Yeah, and you're we right. Would. Mean, yeah, it's... Uh, so once people get to know that and once you explain to people say, yeah, you know, you're right. I've, I've been there in the summer. And so it's time for Portland. I think they're well-funded, well-organized, great group of people and really savvy. They get it. Um, and I think their time has come. Uh, it'd be really exciting. I have to ask this just because I, I'm sure the answer, actually, I don't know what the answer is. Uh, have you seen the, the movie, The Battered Bastards of Baseball? about the Portland Mavericks? Absolutely. I have some high school teammates that were on that team. And I was watching, the, you know, I was, I, about that time I was, I was in the minor leagues playing. So, right. you know, I knew about them and, but that, that documentary is fantastic. But, but oh, I know, uh, yeah, I have uh, some good friends that were in that documentary, just showed up when they were kids, you know. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think, uh, I think Kurt Russell would, attend a few games in Portland if he had a chance. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, like, I loved that movie. I thought it was a wonderful, wonderful movie. I just I just would uh, had to know. Oh, if no, it was, it was fascinating. Yeah, a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that I, I didn't know, and I I would venture to guess there's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that wasn't shown. <laughs> well, I'm sure they there As someone who's worked in film and television – you have to tiptoe sometimes to make sure you're not doing anything. Yeah. Tips, you know, so I'm sure they got well, as was many a, signatures a, as they could. Yeah, it was a, it was a bunch of crazy, a group of crazy guys. Um, but you know, they, uh, they had some fun. There's a lot of people that if the, the Portland does get a team, they want to call them the Mavericks. So I'd be all for it. But, but that also showed you how passionate the fan base was. That when they yeah, saw it, 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 
yeah, no, Portland, Portland, people don't realize the history of baseball in Portland. You know, when they moved to Hillsborough, uh, you know, Portland had had a team there, I think, for 80 years, a professional yeah. team. I mean, it really does have a baseball history that, that is really unique and very well supported. And I don't think they'd have any problem getting 25,000 people on a nice summer evening out to, you know, to a, a place that you could get to by water taxi. I mean, if there isn't <laughs> anything more Portland than that, I don't know what is. I know a couple of families who live up in Portland and they they go to the Timbers, they go to the Trailblazers. Oh yeah, they would they would embrace that team with the absolutely with both arms hugging it tight. Oh, so. I think uh, I think it'd be a it'd be great for the area and be a great regional rivalry with Seattle. It'd be a lot a lot of uh, you know an instant an instant rivalry where cities don't like each other. So that'd be a lot of fun. Well, look, at you've been extraordinarily generous with your time, Mr. Murphy, and I have to call you Mr. Murphy. I don't care what you say. <laughs> you won back-to-back -back MVPs. Time, but, yeah, but no more. No more. You're the Sports Illustrated Sportsman of the Year, and you are the face of Atlanta Braves for an entire generation. I, what I have to, I have to ask this because this is your, you, you go to. I've not. I never went to Fulton County Stadium. When I, by the time I went down there, it was already a parking lot, and they just had the little area where it had uh, Henry Aaron's the the wall that the ball cleared. Yeah, that that Bill Buckner was the left fielder for the Dodgers yeah. who scaled the wall to try to catch it. Um, good old Bill Buckner. But um, I did go to the TED, and in fact, I saw one of the best ball games I've ever seen in my life was pitched between Maddox and Schilling when Schilling was with Philadelphia that get, day. And I swear the game was under two hours. I mean, the two guys just strike, 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 <laughs> strike, strike, strike. And, of course, yeah. you know – you know, Maddox, who is probably one of the 10 best pitchers of all time. Sure. And I would, and as a Boston Red Sox fan, I have no compunction of calling Kurt Schilling one of the biggest big game pitchers of all time. And uh, these two just were firing BBs at each other. And, um, but yeah, I did get to see the, the sort of the, the circle of honor. And you see right. Matthews. Aaron, Negro, Murphy. I mean, when you go to and and I assume they still have that circle of honor at the new ballpark. When you go there, just just is there any moment that you kind of look at there and say, and you have to pinch yourself that this is your the the company you keep, or do you just kind of nod and say, yeah, this is the company I keep. This is this is my home too. <laughs> oh no, it it I. I shake, I shake my head every time I see it, you know, uh, uh, you know, base, uh, the Atlanta Braves have a, you know, a great history and some great players and to be included with, with all those guys, uh, I mean, you know, and have my number retired, uh, you know, I, my path to the big leagues wasn't that straight and, uh, it kind of curved around sometimes, but, you know, I'll just be forever grateful for the chance to, the Braves gave me a chance to play and gave me a chance to have a career. So, you know, I look back on it, got a lot of, a lot of people to thank. And uh, I, I, I'm just tickled that you've been so generous with your time and, and, uh, and shared some memories and some thoughts. And 
this is this has been a wonderful experience for me, and hopefully you've enjoyed uh, chatting and being part of our yeah. show here. Well, I I appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun, and and uh, I pre- I'll watch for it on Twitter or something and retweet it. Thanks again, Mr. Dale Murphy, and I have to call him Mr. Dale Murphy because he's Dale Murphy. Thanks for being part of this show. It was a great treat for me to talk to you, and and I hopefully you you my listeners. Enjoyed listening to our conversation. Lots of day baseball today here on May 2nd. Uh, the Padres are going to play the Braves. And I make a prediction right now. I believe Matt Stram of the San Diego Padres will throw the first no-hitter in the history of the San Diego Padres today on May 2nd. Write it down. That's my prediction. I think it's a lock. So, thanks so much for listening to the show. Make sure you listen on Apple Podcast, Google Play, Podbean, all those places you get podcasts, or you can subscribe to the show on the new Himalaya podcasting app. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram on Lockdown MLB. You can follow me personally at Twitter at Sully Baseball or on Instagram at Sully Baseball Podcast. Listen to the other great Lockdown shows on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Tomorrow, we're going to be answering some tweets. But until then, I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. Thanks for listening to today's Locked On Podcast. Want to remind you, your smart speaker can play a Locked On Podcast. Just tell your smart speaker, play podcast and the name of your podcast. I could show you exactly how right now, but then Alexa or Google's likely to do it. So I'll just explain. Say, whoever you're talking to, or whatever you're talking to, play podcast Locked on blank. Have a great day.